the EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. Village trustee Mark Marzullo on the program this week, and we went out to the Evergreen Park Hot Rod Show, the classic car show on Friday. So that as well, so much going on. I went to the Village Luncheon, the official Village Luncheon. The mayor spoke at it, the state of the village. I I was a guest of the Chamber of Commerce at that, so we got that ahead as well. There was a lot going on the show, as always, this week, Hannah. Nice. How are you? I'm I'm good. You've got my wife on a a health kick and an exercise (laughs) kick, and I blame you for this entire thing because somehow, some way, I went from being able to just eat whatever I wanted to around here to a massive change in the entire diet of the Lanuti household. Like, this thing started with you two talking. Well, no, the keto that she was, oh, that was all Erica. Was she already on That it? was all Erica. She's, I don't know. You that were was hanging all out Erica. with my wife and then all of a sudden she's ordering keto books on Amazon uh-huh. and then she's taking classes with you. She went over to Core Fitness in Evergreen for one. Yeah, because we're then, former Pilates. Now she's heading over to awesome. TreadFit tonight over in Beverly. Like, there's not <laughs> enough places for her to go and work out. But I mean, like she's just bouncing all over the place, like with workout classes. And she she spent all day Sunday and Monday prepping food and buying things and throwing out things. Like I open up my my refrigerator, there are more greens and stuff like that. I've never seen anything like it. It's all basically I'm I'm basically just eating meats and vegetables and cheeses. And for some reason, I could put sour cream on everything. What I can't get past, though, she showed me a lot of the recipes. A lot of the keto recipes do look good, like those little egg muffins y'all Those had. are good. I've had one every day. Yeah, so those look good. I can't get past the coffee with butter in it. Oh, she loves it. Ah, She loves it because like, she wanted I just to take feel like coffee. When, I just feel like when I sip it, I'm going to gag because I know there's melt. I'm drinking liquid melted butter. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to bother her at all. And the thing is, if you're on the diet, you're, it just goes right through you. Doesn't doesn't bother at all. <laughs> not, not like that. Go not like that. You. That music can only mean one thing. It's now time for your EP word on the street. If you're looking for something to do this Saturday in Evergreen Park, here's what you can do. You could start the day off over at the community center because at 9 a.m. Every Saturday, the display room for the EP Historical Commission opens up, and it's open from 9 a.m. until noon. Very soon, they're going to start changing things that are in there to get ready for their Christmases in EP display. This Saturday, October the 5th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Evergreen Park Fire Department is having their open house. And after an opening weekend of rave reviews and big crowds, The Evergreen Park Recreation Department Candlelight Theater has one more weekend, two more shows of ordinary people. There's one Saturday night, there's one Sunday afternoon. You get the tickets at the Community Center, the show is at the Evergreen Park Senior Center at 9547 South Holman Avenue. Youth Department is having a movie night this Friday, October the 4th in the Youth Room at 6 p.m. Five bucks gets a hot dog, chips, and a drink. And also, St. Bernadette is having their Class of 1969 50th Reunion this Saturday, October the 5th. Email Class 1969 at gmail.com. That's your EP Word on the Street from the EP Podcast. 
found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. So I'm, uh, uh, I'm now eating like basically nothing but meat. And she told me, she's like, you got to drink a lot of water. I'm like, why? And she's like, otherwise you'll have like, you know, they call it like keto sickness. I'm like, keto? There's an actual thing? There's keto, keto sickness? She's like, yeah, you have to have enough electrolytes, water, salt. She's like, put salt on everything. That you yeah, eat. I couldn't believe that. They let you put a lot of salt on Ridiculous stuff. amount of salt. Well, see, I'm just thinking like it's counterintuitive because you drink a lot of water, but it tells you to eat a lot of salt. Yeah, I don't get it either. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I don't but know what I'm Apparently it works. Yeah, well, The recipes do look good, though. Well, I saw one today, and I sent it to her, because now, like that stuff you see like on Facebook when you're scrolling, yeah. where it's like, oh, check out this food, which, you know, the food porn. I always call it food porn mm-hmm. on Facebook. You're scrolling through your feed, and all of a sudden, it's like somebody making something that would just kill you if you actually ate it. Oh, yeah. Like, if you made the thing, it looks really good, but, it, you know, it's like chocolate-encrusted lasagna, you know, <laughs> with bacon drenched in butter and baked inside of a, like, a crust made out of, uh, like, cookies. That, and, and like, it's like, oh, man, I totally want that. And they show it in slow motion. Being, Chocolate lasagna being cookie No, I'm, I'm just coming up with something. There's some <laughs> weird stuff, you see. So I saw one. It was a keto one. And I immediately sent it to her because I was like, I'm in. I want this. It showed you how to make a crust for pizza because you can't have any bread. You can't have any right. carbs. How do they chicken. do it? Out of chicken? Yeah. Shredded chicken and egg. And I think that was pretty much it. There was like some other stuff they put. Basically... When you baked it in the shape of like a disc, it turned into like just a flat crust pizza, but it's a chicken crust. It's chicken. It's chicken. I've so then all the you melted do, cheese. Then all you do is you do the cheese, little Alfredo sauce, you know, some veggies or something like that on a thing, and it's a chicken Alfredo pizza. How is it crispy? Because of the way they cook it. Because of the egg. It turns into like a like a shell. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was weird. I'm like, we have to try I've this. Seen- we have to make a pizza shell like a pizza like the bottom of a pizza i don't know what pizza crust pizza crust we got to make a pizza crust out of chicken i just want to see how this works i've seen the or if i burn the house down doing it i've seen the keto tacos where the taco shell is just melted cheese they just put melted cheese yeah, yeah. and you pick it up and you just fold it like a taco thing. shell right so the whole idea is to find ways to take the things you're allowed to eat and turn them into the shell or the bread hmm. or the crust or whatever it is like that like she's got a book up there that tells her how to make donuts there's no dough in it Somehow it's just all vegetables and spices and like meat. There it's is, like a meat donut. I don't know. I don't know how you make this thing, but it looks good in the picture. So I was. And I haven't had one thing that I hate so far. What? Like that's the thing. I have no. I nothing, nothing. You haven't. I have enjoyed every meal. I'm like I eat better now doing this than what I used to do. So listen to this. I was reading that keto book. She brought it over to my house this weekend, and this is called Fat Bombs. What are those? It's a fat bomb. It's coconut butter, coconut uh-huh. milk, uh-huh. vanilla, nutmeg, and coconut shreds. Pretty much just so coconut. It's, a, it's just coconut, basically. Yeah, but they yeah. call it a fat bomb. I hate coconut. 30 grams of fat per serving. Yeah, she told me that, like, she was like, she was like, because you eat a lot of fat on the keto diet. Right. Because you're not having any carbs, your body starts to run on fat. And I've heard this theory before, and I've read a little bit about it, the whole idea that, like, heart disease didn't pop up until we got sugar. But before that, people used to eat like really fatty diets. Well, yeah. You know, they were eating meat mm-hmm. and they were eating eggs. And if they were living on a farm, it was meat and it was eating eggs. Real and everything. Butter. But nobody ever had any heart disease. There was like, they, True. They, they, they didn't have this happen. And then when sugar and carbs started to get introduced into your diet, then that stuff started sticking to that and started clogging your arteries and ah. messing you up. Now, some people buy into that and some do not. All I know is I did Atkins 10 years ago and lost 50 pounds and I kept it off up, uh, up until the last like two years. 
So I, that was similar to keto. So I know I'm going to, like, I, I already know I'm going to lose weight. Like, I'm walking around in shirts that are too tight for me going, it's okay, because when <laughs> I wear okay. this next week, it's going to look better. That's how I feel right now. Now, are the kids going to eat the same diet, the same food that y'all they are? They can't eat you... all that or they'll die because they're <laughs> so eating, you have to they're make eating two carbs. Different... So you have to eat two well, different meals. like we did, we did salmon last night. Okay. Now, there's nothing wrong with them having salmon. And there was salmon and arugula salad. Okay. So they were able to eat that. So they had that, plus they had like a side that had like some noodles in it that they liked. So those things they like. Like tonight, Erica's making burgers with blue cheese inside of it. Mm. So that's not the worst thing in the world for like somebody to eat. It's just you have to cut out the carbs. But if I was making a fat bomb, I would probably tell them you can't eat this. <laughs> you know? 30 grams of fat. Yeah, I'd be like, you can't eat the fat bomb <laughs> and then and then have a piece of bread because you'll die. Yes. Yeah. The four-year-old will just keel over. He'll be the youngest kid to ever have a heart attack. <laughs> the Evergreen Park Public Library is celebrating their 75th anniversary with a bash at 115 Bourbon Street. Mark your calendars now. Saturday, October the 12th. Come together and join them with a live performance by American English, the Beatles tribute band. Come together. Your $50 admission ticket gets you beer, wine, food, and a live performance by American English. And while supplies last, get the $75 VIP admission that adds on a 30-minute meet and greet with the band backstage before the show and guaranteed seating. Remember to stop by the EP library, check out the drawing baskets that they have on display, and enter to win. American English, 115 Bourbon Street. Get those tickets now at evergreenparklibrary.org. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar. I'm glad he's back here because I kind of had to cut you up a little bit when you when you came on the last time. Mark Marzullo, Village Trustee, I appreciate you stopping by again. Well, Chris, it's always a pleasure to come by at the beautiful downtown Evergreen Park. <laughs> which I grew up right down the block here, so I know the area good. <laughs> All right, so... I had to cut you up a little bit last time, so I'm going to ask you about that real quick and get it out of the way because then we can, we can tell like my wife. stories. You sound like my wife. Cut me off. Like hey, okay. be quiet. I did. I had to cut it out last time because I had the superintendent of the uh, of the schools on, and there was just so much material, and so I, I couldn't do the entire interview that uh, we did last time. He's got his hands full, so he'd be more important to listen yeah, to Yeah, right well, now. that was a big show, and a lot of people listened to it. But then it, it struck me with you coming over here with all the talk about what's going on and negotiations and you know, still the you know I think that I think the teachers talked about the idea of the intent to strike, or they're at least they're at least they they've got the they they basically have said we we could do it, but I don't know if they're going to do it. How close does the village watch something like this? Because because in reality, the superintendent and his group are doing the negotiations, but is this something that the trustees and the you guys all sit around and you talk about like how much how much attention do you pay to this? Well, the the the, the first thing is that most people in the village believe that the administration of the village controls the schools. Right. They don't, they don't really understand a lot of it. You know, they come and complain about their tax bill, for example. 72% of your tax bill is the schools in our village. Uh, they'll come to our village board meeting and they'll say, all oh, these property taxes are outrageous. We said, we agree. Don't come to our meeting. Come to a school board meeting and ask them. Do we follow what's going on? Absolutely. Good schools are critical to our village. If you have a poor school system, a bad school system, you're going to have ba a bad village down the road. Schools in this town have always attracted newer, younger people to our village. Uh, you're a young person, you live in our village, you look at it, the first thing you have to say, I have to send my kids somewhere. 
Right. And we've got fine public schools. We have fine parochial schools. So we have such an advantage of our village with the school system that it's just a natural for young people to move on to our village. So we do follow it because we need the schools to be viable. We need to be successful. They have a lot of internal issues going on over there that we don't manage or get into. Um, I, I basically believe the major participation a village does is make sure that we have a well-run town. We've got a lot of businesses and homes on a very solid tax roll, and that contributes all those tax property taxes, fund your schools. Uh, so the village is doing their part, and then it's up to the school board to get their things done. And get- So the school board figures out what they're going to do with the money that they get. 100%. It's not something that the board talks about. You guys don't go to them with like a mandate, like this is all you can spend on stuff. I mean, this is... They, they they have the money and then they have to decide how they're going to spend. It's a separate taxing district with its own board and its own president. We have no say so and nothing to do with it. So you can't do a thing about this. Thing. Can't do a thing about All it. All right, I, that's the one thing you know because I think that anybody that you know looks at like government, especially in the village, they, people aren't informed exactly as to how the whole thing works. And I and there had to be at least some people are sitting out there listening, thinking like, oh well, you know. The, the mayor can step in on this thing. It's not, It's got nothing to do with the village and, and, and when it all goes down. It has absolutely nothing. Uh, we hope they get their situation worked out. Right. Uh, I have my daughter's a school teacher, not in this district, and I hope it all works out. So we talked last time that you were on about like um, like businesses and bringing them into Evergreen Park. And, you know, one of the things that I think that at least one end of Evergreen Park is looking at is actually the development of the property right on the other side of Pulaski that Oak Lawn is doing. You know, you know where I'm talking about a 95th? That's the best kept secret and, in town. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can't figure out what's going yeah. on there. <laughs> I've heard rumors. Like, I, my daughter goes, my daughter knows a person who knows another person whose uncle works over there who says a Trader Joe's is going in. The last, and I started laughing. I'm like, there's always a Trader Joe's going in. The last show we did, we talked about rumors and how where they go nowhere. <laughs> uh, you know, I've looked at their website. I, I know they got a Panera because they put a sign up. And right, it's clearly I understand. Panera's going in there. I saw And there's that. some kind of restaurant going next to it. I'm not too sure right. what the cuisine's going to be. I have to believe a developer has a good anchor to go in there. Right. You would be, you know, they're not going to knock it down, build two restaurants and say, hey, here we are. Uh, when we did the uh, plaza development, for example, it was short-lived, but Carson's was the horse. They weren't going to do the development until they had Carson's. Now, Carson's knew they were the horse, so they held, for lack of a better proverbial phrase, the gun to your ribs and said, listen, we want to be bought out of our extensive, we had a very long lease, uh, and I'll tell you what, there was it, it was tough getting Carson's to give things up. Mayor Sexton went over there and convinced them that it would be in their interest to make the deal. Right. And they made the deal, and, and they knew they were going under probably because they're not... You know, it just so happened so quickly a year and a half later. So they have to have a Trader Joe's or an even, I, I, I don't know. They got to have something. They got to have something is big there. coming in there. And a lot of the things, when we had people interested, uh, there were non-disclosures. They said, listen, we are interested in that property, but you can't tell anybody. Okay. And I don't, you know. So there's no way, like, you guys don't talk to Oklahoma and be like, hey, what's moving in over here? I think because I know that after that whole thing, there was a thing, I don't know if it was a year or so ago, where some sort of uh, issue occurred at the Chuck E. Cheese that was there, and shots were fired on Absolutely. 95th Street, okay, in our in our town, and it always seemed to me, reading between the lines, that Evergreen called Oak Lawn and was like, "This is ridiculous," you know, like that came from your area, but it ended up in ours, 
you know, is everything going okay over there at that location? So I didn't know how much conversation you guys have with each other. Seeing as how, I mean, let's think about it. We're surrounded on all three sides by Chicago and Oak Lawn's like the one suburb that we're, if you went in that direction, you'd go into a suburb after another suburb after another suburb, but they're that, they're that fourth side. I just wonder how much we talk to them. Well, I think they were kind of motivated, number one, when they saw the good things that we did when they take the old Fox auto body, which was an eyesore, contaminated property, it got cleaned up, and you have the Dunkin' Donuts, uh, uh, the pizza place. Yeah, there's a, they, and they a few moved across the street. The pizza place left Oak Lawn and moved across the street. Well, because we're we're more business friendly in Evergreen Park. It's very simple. <laughs> we are business friendly. Right, right. I uh, thought that was interesting how they moved across. When the street. owner of a business needs something addressed, he can talk to our mayor. Oak Lawn, I don't know the layers of government. Whether you how many people you have to go through. Of course, it's a larger suburb, but we're a very layer-free government. We are very. Hands-on, mayor, and the few people under him, but the mayor is involved with every aspect of running our village. The world is fast and busy. Sometimes you got to get down to your speed. And the place to lower your speed and relax in Evergreen Park is at the Red Palm. Maybe your speed is wine on a Wednesday with your friends for Wine Down Wednesday. Maybe turtle races and Queen of Hearts on Thursday nights is more your speed. Each and every night, though, at the Red Palm, you get a little island attitude at a local latitude. When you walk into the Red Palm, it's like walking into an island bar, but right in Evergreen Park. With a menu like no other created by Chef Mario and cooked in a beautiful wood fire oven. Unique tastes, comfort foods, and honestly, the best wings you're gonna find anywhere. Have a tropical drink, a craft beer, a glass of wine, or share a bucket of lights with your friends. Watch the game on one of the many flat screen TVs over the top of their bar or out on the patio. The Red Palm at 3020 West 95th Street. Island attitude, local latitude. So this past week, I was invited to go hang out at the State of the Village luncheon hosted by Mayor James Sexton here in Evergreen Park. And there was a ton of information given out at it. But I kind of wanted to share the finer points with everybody. Because as a resident of Evergreen Park, I was excited to hear things like Crime is down. Property values are up. More people are applying for permits to improve their homes and their properties than they were in previous years. More businesses are moving in. More people are spending money in Evergreen, which means they get a kickback in the taxes and can spend more money on the people of Evergreen Park. The budget's balanced. It was all good stuff. And what's great is we got Mark Marzullo sitting here with us and Instead of having to play like all the stuff from the speech and everything else like that, I could just ask him questions. So, Mark, what's the latest on new developments here in the village? Development-wise, there's not much left to develop except some existing Unless you want to fix buildings. up so many older buildings. Like we talked about this last time, and I don't remember if it made it in there, that if you go down 95th Street, there's a few shops or things right. like that where those businesses aren't there anymore. And, you know, would you... But those are all privately owned bu- There's buildings, some older right? There's businesses. still people in there. Yeah. We do things to, you know, and it's very tough running any kind of business, especially the uh, mom and pa business, which I told you in the last show was the backbone of America. But we do things to help them, such as we have a facade program. I think Los Angeles took, took advantage of it, where we have some money set aside in our TIF fund that said, okay, if you want to, we'll contribute something to make your storefront look nice. Really? So you kind of change the brick and everything Absolutely. like that in we'll the front? we'll help you out with that. We have, a, we have a separate fund because we know of these businesses, if they upgrade, they get more business, we get more revenue. Right. Very simple. So we're all kind of share that together. So that works out well, and some people have taken advantage of it. I uh, wish more would. 
uh, parking was always the nightmare in 95th Street. And that's one thing we've done. We did a, it must have been 25 years ago when I first became a trustee. We, la- we hired a, co- a company for Village Plan that laid out everything. And if you looked at that plan 25 years ago and look at what it is now, we've pretty much done that plan. Not many municipalities can say, oh, well, we meant to do this, we meant to do that. Uh, our village plan, it was it was uh, cemetery property across the street on 88th and Kedzie, where you could feel this now. Right. We had a plan to make that a park and, make, and, and do everything with that. And SCI, which is the major conglomerate that, that owns all the, uh, uh, in the funeral business, uh, they didn't want to... They, they bought the property from, I don't know who they bought the property from. Now, all of a sudden, they got this tax-free property because it's a cemetery property. And they want to sell it off. Well, maybe we suggested since you want to sell this property, you should pay all the back taxes on it because it was empty for all those years. Um, we convinced them that they should sell us the property. And we had uh, 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 Jim Brosnahan was involved in it. Uh, the late Maureen Murphy was involved with it, getting us some uh, really, uh, Pat O'Malley, all these old uh, politicians, Got us a lot of tax dollars to build our firehouses and build those fields for the kids, which the girls needed. Because I had three daughters, yeah. and I was the coach of their teams, and we were playing on the worst fields in Evergreen Park. But the boys had all the nice stuff. Right. So we made those fields. Those over, fields over at Yukich are amazing. Beautiful. Yes. The girls, you know, Kathy Power was my favorite. The village clerk played Cory League, and it's like, you know, you had to pick the broken glass out of the baseball fields because the girls got what was left over all the time. Right. Now we have a state-of-the-art. I was just there tonight before I came here. My granddaughter's playing soccer over there. Yeah. So it's great. I mean, it's utilized all the they time. They get used a lot over there. Sheriff Dart's got a flag football league over there. So, yeah, it's it's our village plan has come to fruition. We put in more parking lots. We put in parks. I keep thinking about that section that's uh, like on Kedzie between 99th and 103rd, okay, where you have a couple of little storefronts there, and there's a big, giant building there. Um, is this the storefront you're talking about? It's probably about 100th and Kedzie? Uh, no, I, what I'm thinking is it's actually a little bit closer to 103rd. It's before you get to the Durban. Okay, 103rd, that's the old, that's Kaiser's. That's, that's Kaiser. That's Florida Plastics' original building. Okay, so they have a sign up that, that they're looking to sell that building. They're looking to sell the building. They yeah. have they have another uh, major development that they have over by my business, but 90th and Kedzie. Okay. About 90th and Kedzie where they built, it was an old Mercedes-Benz place, and they bought it. They built a big addition on it, and uh, they've pretty much... Don't need that building anymore, so they're looking to sell it. So they're so we could have something completely different move in. We don't know, but we always make sure that something that moves in is going to be something that fits the neighborhood. Right. So Pet Boys wanted to be in Evergreen Park. Where they wanted to put their location was right next to residence. And we said, you know, that's not a good fit. There's drills and this and that. Cars coming in night and day. We don't think that's a good fit because most Pet Boys, if you go by them, are in areas where they're isolated from, from the residential area. There's always right. a big buffer. Right. So we looked at that and said, no, we, we, we like to have your business in our village, but it's not a good fit where you want it. So if a business tries to move in, they still got to talk to you guys. It's not they like get, they can just buy the property. They have to go through the village to get a license. To get a license. Now, legally, can, can we stop them? No, probably they could go to court and get whatever they wanted to. But we talked to them and said, listen, you know, there's going to be a lot of issues over here. It's going to be a lot of problems. And they were very understanding that uh, you know the the residents would be upset about that type of business moving in. Yeah, I thought you know what's funny is there was a I think we have an is it an auto zone we got on ninety fifth there it's it's yes. the, okay so I went into the auto zone one time and they had this thing auto zone will do where you they'll they'll come out and they'll put the stuff in your car for you so like I had to replace a light and somebody will come and put it in for you. And I went to that auto zone and they were said that they told me that they had restrictions. Like they're not allowed to do yes. that in Evergreen Park. 
Is that is that just like a safety issue or what? No, it was? what it was is that when we approved the AutoZone and we had the restrictions, said we've looked it up. So let's say your business, you're an AutoZone, you want to come to Evergreen Park, right? We just don't say, oh, you know, we'll think about it. We go visit other AutoZone locations. We drive. Trustee McQuillan and I drove around a few other places, looked at them, looked at their operation, saw guys changing oil, oil on the ground, the horns beeping. We didn't want a bunch of alley mechanics working on their cars in a parking lot. Right. That was, to us, was not the right thing to do. Because I pulled into them sometimes, and like, you're right, there's three or four of the spots are actually being used for somebody to be doing work real quick on the car. And so like that, so that was the first time I had ever walked into one where like, nah, we can't do that here. And I was surprised at that about that that but now that makes sense to me. Now that I hear that it makes sense to me. And that shows the detail you guys probably put into thinking these things through. Absolutely, because we just didn't think it was a good fit for the neighborhood. Right. And then we do, we talk to neighbors too. I mean, when there's uh any of course when there's a zoning change in any business, everybody within a certain distance is a lo- is notified. Uh we just had a zoning board meeting. Uh I'll tell you what development is going on now that you ask. Ninety five Fifth in California, there's the old Mitzi flower shops on the corner. Okay, there. Yeah, I know what that is. And it was the Fitzsimmons uh, medical supply that they tore down that building. They have come to us. Somebody has come to us. And they want to put up a Seven uh, Eleven with a gas station. Oh, and, it's a whole new. Now you got another gas station and everything. There's a lot of gas stations up and down Ninety Fifth. The Street. good news is gas stations bring a lot of revenue to you. They do. Place. Okay. The bad news is the neighbors weren't kind of happy with it. The zoning board. Said no, we don't approve it. Now the zoning board is mostly an advisory committee to the village board, but uh, we sent some trustees to there, listen to the, everything, and it was Trustee Kyle and I think Trustee Anderson were there, and they uh, will have all the documentation. And then we get to make the decision. But we talked to the neighbors. Why don't you want this there? Well, I don't. I have A, B, C, D reason. Well, what if we took care of A, B, C, and D for you? Would you have a problem then? Right. They'd say, Yeah, okay. Because you don't know what you're going to get with new business. So the village will step and said, okay, the neighbors will go for this, but here's what you got to We want so many feet of buffer between you and the neighbor's house. We want fences. We want landscaping. We want everything. And then we lay the plan out to the neighbors. And if this is acceptable, because I'd hate to have a house and have all, put, you know, put a lot of money into my house and landscaping. And then you got some like dirty, this- dirty thing that's like, like, oh, we're going to throw the air pump right next to you, this guy's doorway to his house. And the, and I get the, that, you know? Where's the village at? You don't know where's where, the, you don't know what, how it's going to lay out. You're sitting there going, oh, they're going to be, the, the, the little pump at the end where kids fill up their tires is going to be here, and there's going to be a dumpster right next to my backyard, and, and that's probably forget, the fear. People don't like change. No, people hate they change. They hate change. <laughs> the Walgreens development at 95th and Pulaski, it was a rundown muffler shop. It was a transmission place behind that that was just looking like a bomb went off. I remember. Horrible, horrible looking place. Okay. Walgreens goes in there, says, we're going to knock all this down, clean this all up, do all these wonderful things. The neighbors were were mad. (laughs) Just, well, wait a minute. That, that, That looks like a bomb went off over there. Right. And you got a company that's going to pay for all this. Walgreens didn't come to the village, you know, I need some help. And they're on their own. They paid for everything. And still the neighbors were complaining. Now, once it's done, what we always say this to the neighbors, give us a chance. Let us do our due diligence. And when we get done with it, you'll be satisfied. Now we got done with it. Not one complaint. Right. But it was change. 
Right. It was change. Well, change is difficult. People get nervous about change. Yeah, but change. a bombed out right. uh, muffler joint, I don't, Listen, I, I, don't, I would take anything. I, I went for years going to the store and buying the exact same sneakers every year because I just liked the way that they looked at me. And then yes. they discontinued them. And then my wife laughed at me <laughs> because I was all upset and I kept trying to wear the same things and they were falling apart. And she's like, you have to pick a different color, maybe a different style. Right. It's not 2004 anymore. I'm the same. <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> Uh, you know, we get in our lane and we like to sit. We're very right. comfortable in our lanes. We like our lanes. And we're, we're happy with them. Sometimes when we get out and the older we get, I don't like changing that lane. <laughs> it's Mark Marzullo, Village Trustee from Evergreen Park. And again, Mark, I appreciate you stopping by today. Very good. Well, always my pleasure to be here with you. Companies that offer insurance at low prices may not cover what you need, just what you paid for. Cutting your auto insurance coverage could end up costing you thousands in the end. Mike Thauer at Country Financial offers what cut rate insurers cannot, peace of mind. Mike's a lifelong resident of Evergreen Park with his offices right at 3923 West 95th Street in the EP. Mike has policies that stand up to life's challenges and protect what you value most. He'll help you make a smart decision, not a costly one. Call Mike Thauer, your local country insurance representative. 708-425-1559 and protect what matters most. Policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Country Preferred Insurance Company, or Country Casualty Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. And I'm going to promote something real quick. Okay. Okay. We've got two things coming up here. Don't forget, on the 12th of October, we're going to be out at that big event for the library 75th anniversary Mm -hmm. with American English. The other big event is... A week later, on the 19th, the Blue Island Beer Company is having Oktoberfest with the entirety of the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail. We'll be out there as well. Yes, we will. More like me with the Broadcast Basement Show. But you're invited. You could stop by. You know, ever EP podcast listeners can be there. Oh, they okay? can be there. It'll just be another <laughs> another podcast will be what's broadcasting there. Like, you won't see an EP podcast sign because it's not an Evergreen Park. So I'm using the more South Side show, which is the broadcast based okay. one and kind of covers like all the breweries and does like the other areas outside of Evergreen Park. And, you know, you know, it's Blue Island. Right. We're not even we're not even touching Blue Island, but still, Listeners. I'm just inviting people to come on out to it. OK, Why it not? should be fun. OK, I mean, it, it, it's something like forty dollars for the event from two to six p.m. with all the breweries. And if you want to get in for an hour earlier and try rare beers and get early access, it's $10 more for VIP tickets. Okay. And that is available at the Blue Island Beer Company's website on their Facebook. Go to their Facebook page. They got invite things. They got a whole thing set up for you to be able to sign up and go to their October. So. I do have to go to a birthday party that day. Isn't this the birthday party of the person that didn't show up at your party? <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> you can skip child. it. I think you can it's skip it. It's for the child. How old is the child? One. child will never remember if you <laughs> skip the birthday party. What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one.
Under this basement On broadcast Basement Under this basement The broad basement Slancha That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. The EP Podcast. <laughs> Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.